0: From Alaska, Grim After Dark, starring John and Danny.
1: Guys, last week, um, FLG and Creative Daddy, and Stream Overlord himself, Al Haffelfinger, suspended us for a single week as our prior episode was just awful. Um, it was really bad. Uh, but this week, the illustrious Bam Bam Hunter joins us as we recap the last week in the 40K community. But don't worry, I actually wrote stuff this time, uh, so it's actually going to be pretty grim after dark. Uh, my co-host, as always, needs some retro action. He's trying to make the morale phase a thing. Danny McDevitt. Beautiful. The guy who needs no music because his music is just him saying, oh my god, what's going on? Uh, Danny. Two weeks ago, we released the most meta episode ever done uh, by showing how terrible ranking podcast episodes are by doing a terrible sure. ranking episode. Um, mm-hmm. As we see here, this was our uh, takeaway. This was our rankening. Um, Danny, what's your takeaway from, from the ranking that we did?
0: Uh, we really hated beats here, I think is kind of the main takeaway uh i think we only ranked one thing in there also god what boring content i'm really sorry you guys like that that was our bad like uh i apologize profusely like i i'll, I'll apologize for this um it wasn't my idea um but uh i'll i'll take the blame it's my fault yeah
1: little little did we know this episode was actually released uh to people after the fact um so if two weeks ago was your first experience of Grim After Dark, you came back, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if it wasn't and you stayed, well, lots of love to the usual crew who watches Flail on Air live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Ard Miss Steve's here, Green Blood Crusade, Nurgle Matthew, uh, Joel Adkins, the Legoski, the whole crew is here and you can be too live every Monday nights at 10 PM. I think the real takeaway from this last episode. Is uh, our next slide. Our next slide. (laughs) All tier-based, all tier list-based podcast episodes are terrible.
0: (sighs) Danny. I mean, look, I could add on to that, John, but I don't have to. We all know the answer to that. Uh, The proof is in the pudding. Uh, Literally last week or the week before last. You can watch it yourself. So just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go back and click on YouTube. Like, go in there. Open up, open up two weeks' episode and watch it again just for, you know, nostalgia. Or to see how truly bad a podcast can be. Definitely don't go to
1: wherever you find great podcasts. Go to Grim Outstar 2 Weeks and listen to the audio-only version of what's already a heavily picture-based show. Be purely picture-based. Um, but if you do, uh, like, subscribe, five star review.
0: Oh man, I um, forgot I need to describe these pictures more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chat's letting us know we need a tier list of friends episodes. Nothing like ranking 220 terrible references of the 90s. Um, Danny, go ahead, introduce our uh, guest.
0: Oh, well, you know, you've probably seen this guy's name around the internet quite a bit. Um, whether uh, it's uh, uh, hosting a uh, podcast um, or repping a GT uh, with the name Flying Monkey. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Or as various different GT wins over the years. Uh, tonight, we are pleased to welcome, uh, like an actually good guest, we have, tonight, we have Bam Hunter. So thanks for coming on, man. Hey, what's no going music. on,
2: everybody?
0: No yeah.
2: music. I do get a TV thing, man. I get one of those cool... Frontline gaming TVs around my head. That's what I've been looking for.
0: It's, this whole... it's yours to take home with you.
1: <laughs> it's literally the most the most sleep, uh, non-complained about thing uh, of the entire network is the use of television. <laughs> 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 Something so we definitely on, didn't everybody? demand to double down on because of the complaints. Uh, just because we're like that. <laughs> uh, you appear to have a leg lamp. Uh, Bam, uh, what's going on with that?
2: It's a uh, it's a prized possession. It's a uh, it's a major award. It's, it's the one thing I, think I managed to keep in my divorce that I really like. So it's on display for the world to see.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, Bam, as Danny says, you uh, you are uh, the part of the <laughs> Flying Monkey cast. What is a Flying Monkey? cast?
2: Well, the Flying Monkey Podcast, uh, pretty much it's the, you know, the, I I think in the Warhammer world, there's like the East Coast guys, there's like the West Coast guys, and then there's all of us in the Midwest that never get like anything done or talked about. So uh, I kind of felt like I just want to talk about the Midwest competitive circuit, what was going on in the Midwest. And so we started a podcast to do it. And then uh, me and a couple of my buddies run a Flying Monkey Con, which is a, a Big major in the region every year. So it's just kind of it, man. Just uh, letting everybody know what we're up to in the flyover states and trying to stay out of trouble.
1: Absolutely. So, okay. You said, uh, I'm assuming the name of the podcast came from uh, Flying Monkey Con, the con. Um, What on earth made you choose the name Flying Monkey Con? Okay. So
2: everybody's stupid out there. When you tell them you're from Kansas... (laughs) You know, the, the one movie they know of in all their repertoire of Hollywood flicks is the Wizard of Oz. Oh. <laughs> so they'll, uh, so you guest. always have people that, that make, you know, Dorothy or Wizard of Oz references. And uh, so when the team was being formed, they just kind of went with it. So the team just kind of became the Flying Monkeys and, uh, just rocking the whole Oz thing, the Kansas thing, and, uh, just, I guess, owning the dumb trope.
1: What it boils down to. Sure. Yeah, you guys can't see it right now, uh, even the video people. But I'm actually wearing red slippers right now. Can't
0: see that. Yeah, true. Um, and the other thing you can't not even see is are... <laughs> just <laughs> slippers. Me too. <laughs> yes. Well, and luckily for you guys, you guys miss Val picking a scab on his arm. So, uh, the, which was great. <laughs> it's so like a zombie movie.
1: show up live. Um, yeah, perfect. So, what band would you say your main army is? Well, like, what are you known for 40k wise? Uh,
2: dude, space wolves. I haven't got like the tattoo. Heck so, yeah. yeah. I uh, I started this hobby in the 90s, and uh, the first army like I, I fell in love with was space wolves. And uh, I would say that like I'm in an abusive relationship because I keep getting. Some you kind know, of violence and act so. it on me, yeah, and then just uh, continue coming back for more. So, uh, but space wolves are where it's at for me, and uh, lately I've been dabbling with some side chicks and, and having some success, but I always end up going home to my space wolves.
1: So, what was it that drove you to space? Was it just kind of like the weird, like furry aesthetic of them? Was it the kind of the close combatness or did you just like the wolf pelt in the in the 90s like i'm not sure furries were a thing yet so
2: that definitely wasn't uh definitely bad wagging for what army we to play believe yeah believe me and, they uh,
1: were <laughs> yeah were they my bad oh my bad. they I lost are. so much respect for you right now but that's cool keep going and uh
2: but no, like, that. I remember uh, one of the most was the, the Lehman Rush with two wolves. And uh, I just, uh, we, you know, I grew up on a farm, and we had a dog that was half-wolf, half-driven-shepherd. So I just thought it was cool. And then I found out they were, like, more space Vikings, so I just kept rolling with it. And sure. here we are later with, like, wolf on everything. So, it's like, wolves riding wolves, riding wolves. And it's
1: like, yo, dog, I heard you like wolves. So I put a wolf inside <laughs> Here's of a wolf. more wolves. Yeah. Girl. Uh we moved into to our, our nephilim phase. A lot of people are calling kind Wait, of names. John, I have one uh, question
0: before we move yeah, on. Is that good. okay yeah, no right. so uh keeping in mind the meme, you know inside of me, there are two wolves. Pam, how many wolves are inside of you
2: <laughs> and based on uh based on what I stepped on the scale this morning, there's about three, and they're all hungry. <laughs> <So it's... laughs>
1: Okay. They're they good answers. Answer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh. It's really it's pleasing That's that I spent so much time writing and assembling this show for Danny to just kind of stroll in on a Monday to have a much better joke than anything <laughs> I put down for six months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Chef's kiss. <laughs> um, but yeah, how is how is kind of the Naphlum nine point five year of 40k treating you? You said you moved on to some side. Uh, Is that an indication of how you feel Pools are as an army right now? Well, I don't know, man.
2: I, I have
1: to really spend
2: some time playing with them. With the last, was at Notchman? I, I came off of Midwest Conquest, and uh, I got third place and best overall there. Nice. Um, at the event, I had like the most battle points. Even over the guys that took first and second, I had, had the most battle points. and My only loss was to the guy that won the tournament by seven points, and he had nids. But I just, the way the army that I built and played before translates into Nephilim, it just doesn't work. And uh, I'm still like, I I try something, I try something,
3: I'm just not not
2: liking these missions for the constraints in army construction as much as I have the other. And it's just, it's just been a challenge with space. I, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it. And then. My second army, which was probably my first side chick, was Chaos, and then that Chaos Space Marine book just dropped. So I've I've kind of been enjoying that too. But I played a GT Show Me Showdown a couple weekends ago with Space Wolves, and uh, started out really well. I uh, two wins right off the bat, and then I had to play Ben Sherwin, which uh, everybody knows who Ben is, you know. And uh, I lost Ben by one fucking point, so it was uh, eighty two to eighty one, and I lost. And then day two. I had to play uh I played Necrons 3 times. And uh if you have not played the Necrons under the uh the new missions uh you're not oppressive. you're not hating 40k enough yet. So it's, <laughs> it's it is oppressive. I beat I played a uh, I play. I played Keever from Vanguard Tactics and uh we had a really good game with my Space Wolves. I won that game like 94 to 90 and uh you know Keever's a good player. He kicked my teeth in last year so it was nice kind of get the win over him this year. And then the last two games, I played Scott Bludgeon from Frozen North. who's yeah. really good. And then I played mm-hmm. another player from the Kansas City area with Necrons, and he ran triple hands and uh, just stuffed mortals up my butt for five turns. And that was, that's pretty much the story of the game. So uh, we'll see. I haven't cracked the code yet for, uh, for, uh, for Nephilim, but uh, I think I will at some yeah. point. We'll see yeah. what happens.
1: For sure. And going in the chat there, Rydro uh, Castro letting us know he's going against Necrons on Sunday with his Chaos Space Marines. or with his Chaos Knights even. Uh, some words of advice. Uh, roll sixes. Don't not roll sixes unless you want to roll ones. Uh, in which case, roll ones. And you should be fine. Oh, also, make sure you score at least 95 points. Uh, that, that's all we can really ask for here. Moving on. Guys, there's memes. I just <laughs> moving on. We have memes. I just wanted to ask Pam some questions before I moved on here. Uh guys, we had a doozy of the last couple weeks. Uh there was oh, yeah. some great announcements with League of Vatan barreling towards a release with the thickest of app humans being previewed. Uh guys, all of these guys are on the way. Oh. We have the Chode Vatan in their, their exo-armor suit. We have the Hearthkin. We have the Moon Buggy. Everything's coming on. Uh, Bam, starting with you, what's your take on this uh, reimagining of the squads of Vatan?
2: Man, I am, I am full sinned. Like, I, I am buying all these models, and I'm, I'm building them, and I'm painting them. I don't care if they suck. It's, uh, it's dope. So I, I like, I've like i liked everything I've saw so far, and a lot of people are, you know, I see people talk trash on the internet about anything, I guess, but everything I've seen so far I've liked, and I, I like the flavor of it, it's, it's aesthetically like a new style that we haven't seen in the 40k universe, and, and all the models they've been teasing, like, I'm just, I'm all about it, man,
1: it's, it's cool. Danny, we're seeing, uh, and also we're going to jump into your chat, First Imperium Army you it is not an imperium army uh there there's some more of words there but danny moving on to you uh the exos is an upgraded design of like an old model from the 80s uh what's your take yeah. on kind of the reimagining of the squad exos
0: hey look you know anytime i can showed up a dwarf i'm really i'm gonna be into it so like i i love i love <laughs> I love like the the I, I I love those models. I like their little swords. I like their little guns. I really like that really cool big exosuit thing from Necromunda. I kinda mm-hmm. hope that they might get that in their list, but I'm not I'm not super hopeful for that. But like everything that they've released so far for squats looks just amazing. And like it's kind of got that like grungy but like real like high tech realistic style to it that I really like. So yeah, yeah I'm into it.
1: Bam, are you worried that there's been nothing previewed with a helmet? <laughs> did it, There was those dudes with the space domes, right? The, huh. the
2: dome-looking thing?
1: Yeah, so it totally makes yeah. sense that the only thing you show with a helmet would be the sniper holding the rifle up to his dome. Yeah, uh. <laughs> uh, I
2: don't know, man. Yeah. I I know a lot. The 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 helmets versus not helmet debate has gone on since time started, but I'll probably uh, I'll probably build as many dudes as possible
1: with dome on their head. Where do you stand in that debate? Yeah, are you someone who has taste in class, or do you like non-helmeted heads? So let's uh, let's go back to the space (laughs) wolf (laughs) thing.
2: It actually makes sense In, in in the fiction and the lore. That the the keen senses of the space wolves are better than the than the machine shit in their helmet, so uh, that's why they ditch the helmets at times. Yep. So it's actually, also a, a fictional
1: reason. Their for hair that. and beard too giant for the helmet, or they they say it's like their Absolutely. sense of smell, but they just can't fit all of that hair in there. It would mess up their uh, their dudes Um, how do you guys see uh, Votan? What what playstyle are you imagining uh, you're going to see on the table from Votan? From kind of what's been so far uh bam bam
2: i'm i don't know man i you know the last right i guess new new army they kind of put out was a uh, gene stealer Colt. so you know i wonder if there'll be you know gene stealer Colt. whenever first came on the scene there was a lot of tricky new mechanics and i wonder if we'll get introduced some new style of mechanics uh as far as like how the game is played and and i i wonder if they'll play into the like the the mining or the explorer aspect of the army in in the rules so that's kind of what i'm i'm hoping happens i don't just want like a another space marine army to play i want something that has like an actual feeling of being something different on the tabletop that does different things different tricks and uh the from what it looks like how they're fleshing it out how they're making the models. I hope they pull
1: it off. Yeah, definitely. I hope so too, Danny. Uh, do you agree? Uh, is that something we're going to see? We're going to see some kind of turn-based mechanic with their giant mainframe computers. Like, did it decide what we're doing this turn or not yet?
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's going to got to be some kind of AI mechanic or something like that to uh, to help uh, kind of like reinforce that very pushed kind of uh, uh, aesthetic that they have, or like the background bluff that they have. Um, so I'm looking forward to like you know some machine learning or like telling the telling the squats what to do. That'd be fine. Um, I, though what Bam said, really uh, excited about. I hope there's some mining mechanics in there, like like miners from uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle, uh, like maybe popping up off the board edge or popping up in the mm-hmm. middle of the table. You'd love to see it.
1: Not um, children.
0: Hopefully, no, I get about, like some kind of organ gun that I can put on top of my buggy. <laughs>
1: what's that maybe like a flame cannon uh style thing possibly like an organ yeah maybe some kind of like flying helicopter style thing i don't know maybe put a oh yeah
0: give me a helicopter that'd be pretty cool but most importantly john i think we both understand that the thing that's most important with the votan release is going to be the land train um that is true got to be a centerpiece model what i'm most excited about
1: is uh when the land train comes out um, I want to try and get uh, uh, FLG and All-Star and just all-around great person uh, Peter the Falcon on, so we can spend an entire hour discussing one picture of a land train. Um, that would make me just... That's going to be right up there with our Christmas episode this year, which is going to be an Avatar 2 review. Uh, but that's not so all, all we them. saw for GW. Uh, we also got a size comparison uh, of, of what the new Votan are going to look like uh with someone doing this thing here showing that a votanian is uh looking to be a comfortable crotch height uh to marine um mm. guys are you uh, we're going to try starting here with bam are you surprised about how squat, to use a uh, terrible word the the votanians uh, are
2: uh man i don't know i guess uh might give new meaning to the word given some dome
1: Because they, they have the it's helmet, solid. the dome helmet. Because <laughs> the dome, like... you know, get it? Yeah, Love it. Yeah. Uh, Danny,
2: or I don't is know. that about the height you expected? Uh, I don't know to, that's or is that to someone just make... stuff to something together?
1: Oh, that's someone like, you no, know, uh... how the cool thing for people to do on the internet right now is that you look at the base size and then you make it bigger or smaller mm-hmm. based on that.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I think all in all, you'll find that the height of these models just comes up a little short compared to the rest of the, the, rest of the models in the Imperium line.
1: You can't groan my terrible squat joke <laughs> and then make an <laughs> even worse joke yourself.
0: Actually, Simply John, contractually, alive. you'll find that I can.
1: <laughs> Would you say that the Vitanians are too small?
0: Or no, like John. The uh, much like Goldilocks, I think they're just right. Brian,
1: were you expecting something a little taller, maybe like a primaris sized Votan? or is that for two years from now? Uh, <laughs> stop I was
2: I, I was expecting something at least like, you know, I don't know, fire slayer sized or something like that in regards to it. it not the not the thing that we saw,
1: so Well. On the plus side, we know they can headbutt Space Marines in the crotch. And that's the most important thing, especially when the genitals are removed as part of the Space Marine thing. Hey, guys, moving yep. on from the Votan, Chaos also had a banner a couple of weeks. Uh, with not only the release of a new and amazing Chaos Space Marine book, we had the Chaos Demon book being announced as the next codex. Uh, much of it was leaked by Wallace O'Donnell, a local player in Alaska who was forced to read it by a drunken playtester at a GW event proving once and for all the Games Workshop was wrong to shut down their playtesting program, (laughs) we know (laughs) it looks great. With with their brains not having to engage at 40% capacity to play their army anymore, Chaos players started asking the important question, uh, such as this. So, yeah. Uh, important questions such as why wasn't the Emperor suspicious of Horace's betrayal earlier when he knew his surname was Heresy, Danny?
0: Well, you know it should have been a red flag right off the bat. Um, you know, especially for someone who uh, can see into the future, uh, he should have known that by naming his son Horace Heresy, that it was bound to fail.
1: I mean, Bam, Do you feel this is just kind of the nuance that Black Library is known for in their storytelling? <laughs>
3: nuance or confusion? Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Um, was uh, guys to both just of you just, here? Just when you get to it, you need it's. You always got to make up in the retcon, retcon, Just do it. Uh, guys, was no one concerned when Horace Heresy recovered from his knife wound and was suddenly always bathed in red light at all times?
0: Open well, question here. John, as someone who survived a stab wound before, um, I can tell you right now that you, you wouldn't stop uh, I, was bathed, I was bathed in red light almost immediately, so it only kind of makes sense physiologically that Horace would be too.
1: That's fair. Uh, I really hope someone's working on a way to bathe you in red light as we um, speak. <laughs> it's you. It's me. As said, uh, guys, <laughs> go. Yeah, the podcast used to been stabbed, I agree. <laughs> God, you know, it's a good podcast when you're the only one on who hasn't been stabbed. Uh, so, <laughs> the quality. Guys, that still wasn't enough, though. We are now three for three on Chaos Primark, which, thanks, Miniac. All leaks now are thanks to you. Um, as Angron staked his way out of a potato and into a Warhammer community article, uh, guys, what is your take on this Angron model? Uh, starting with you, Bam Bam.
3: I dig it. I,
2: I think it's pretty dope. You know, I really, I don't know. It's, like I said, I like the. I do think that uh we got too many chaos Primarchs, but uh I like how this model looks. I'm just not right. looking forward to having to buy another two hundred dollar kit.
1: Fair man True. keeping it real. Um, Danny, is it an appropriate model for a demon primark?
0: Look, John, he waddled his way right out of that potato and right into my heart. And uh I'm okay with <laughs> his awesome uh, funnier with than his me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: every day all right
0: and so this episode's title should be john's breakdown i guess (laughs) (laughs) uh but the uh i like his kind of squatter body proportion like he looks like a giant egg but with wings and angry and I'm. it's fair uh for all the
1: haters uh who don't think that it's a very good model one it's a five-year-old model at this point Uh, and two uh moving on to the next slide here um, Angron's ascended form is literally a bloodthirst. He spent the majority of the later half of the heresy as a bloodthirst. Um, I would be more disturbed if he didn't come back as a bloodthirst. Ah, everything Corn does, by the way, this is a little here. Everything Corn does ends up looking like a bloodthirst. Like blood letters, mini bloodthirst. Skull altars, bloodthirst. Just, it's just how things are done. If you're going to make fun of it, make fun of it because it looks like jay leno Hmm. yeah terrifying this picture that will come up on screen at some point (laughs) 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 terrifying there we go here here is the beautiful uh leno oh Uh, oh, man i like that better yeah i Uh, hope for the alternative head (laughs) the alternative head yeah 3d modelers uh please uh figure out the size of Jay Leno head um, and, and let us know and we'll put it on an Angra and play it and against we'll what it. I can only assume is 80% League of Votan armies at LVO.
3: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's Danny, I want to wait and see if we can get on before we talk about this next thing. What are you talking, why, why don't you tell me about yeah. your impressions? I mean, you said he was like a hunched egg with wings. Is there a way you could sort sure. of make him more regal?
0: uh yeah i mean well but why would you want to that's my that's my return to you why would you want to make him more regal i want to make him look dirty and unkempt and angry what kind of eggs are you eating
1: like can i offer you an
0: anger on in this trying
1: time uh (laughs) there you go that was a good one (laughs) <laughs> that's now, yeah, I got one now. Uh, so that's now a three-to-one trader to Loyalist Primarchs. With the rumors I still know. prevalent, there's still a Lehman Russ model out there awaiting a 40k release. Uh, Danny, is Russ the right Primarch to bring back next Absolutely or the Absolutely not, side?
0: John. John, Russ is not the right Primarch. Uh, I think we all can agree the Lion is, definitely needs to be the next, next Primarch
1: why so he can kind of come out of the closet like the dude in the it crowd Show sure would be like yeah i was here the whole time I probably, mean, yeah needed- pretty
0: much dude i mean that's probably more like Korax. but yeah you're you're picking up what i'm laying down like i want him to come and take over uh the imperium nihilus and just be like look Gulliman, you can have that half i'll have this half and i'll uh i'll figure out what's going on over here thanks thanks for holding down the ford dante yeah, Yeah, would exactly. Dancy be
1: like, excuse me, sir, I've been holding this down. like, you shut up now.
0: Let the adults talk, please.
1: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> under 10,000 years old, please be quiet.
0: Um,
3: please sit down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please clap. Uh, and we're going to try asking uh, our illustrious guest Bam Bam here. Uh, we're now 3-1 to one on Trader to Loyalist Primarchs. Uh, Lehman Russ has been rumored to be designed for like 5-6 years now. Is he the right Primark to bring back next?
2: He's, he's supposed to come back near the Wolf Time. So, it's. I think we got to have, like, four or five Trader Primarks when we come back. That, is that the...
1: Maybe that'll be the case? Yeah, of course. Wolf Time, very popular convention uh, in San Diego. <laughs> um, is that where the furries <laughs> gather? The,
0: I was, I was going to make that. Yeah, yeah, that you got it. Nothing but nah. okay.
1: Um Yes, okay, so we have three. Uh, Is that where you get those, get those
0: tails with the metal plugs on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tails. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. The ones with the metal egg on the end. Yeah, those <laughs> are the ones. The metal
1: Angrons. Yeah. Um, so, oh, because now we have three trader <laughs> Primarchs, we have <laughs> the, one Loyalist Primarch. Should everyone just be brought back? Should we just get all the Primarchs back? Screw it. Hey, why not? Bam, bam, should all the Trader oh, no. primers come back? No, that way not. I have to buy eight damn supplements for the Chaos Codex.
3: Yeah, let's do that. Let's start with Lionel Johnson. And uh <laughs> who else is still alive.
2: I guess. Uh, they're very, uh, I think, uh, I think Fulgrim's still out. There. There's actually two Fulghrums. Yeah. Uh, a clone Fulgrim who hasn't been touched by oh, Chaos. Yeah. And then uh, I think he's in a Pokeball of the, the Necron. And then there's the the corrupt Fulgrim, who's uh, Mr. Snake Boy. So uh, that's probably, that'd probably be a cool Model to see too, though, honestly, from a a hobby standpoint.
1: Yeah. Um, And then uh, our illustrious producer asking, aren't all the Primarchs dead? GW was very slowly over the past seven or eight years uh, started adding things to the background and fluff pieces, indicating that they might be alive or they're resting. Um, Or they're improving, or they're in stasis.
0: Uh, the only Chaos Primarchs that are dead currently are, like, for sure, are uh, uh, Kurz and Horus, right? And Horus is only dead sometimes.
1: Uh, well, I think Horus was completely Inforated obliterated from existence.
0: No, I don't think so. I think Perturabo's around. He, he oh, ascended was- to demonhood after the Iron Cage. Is he okay?
1: Whole bunch of whole bunch of people out there that are just ah okay. Um, regardless, oh I the, think there's Barry Sanders
2: lost. My
1: bad. Oh yeah, he did for sure.
2: <laughs> he he gone. <laughs>
1: there's one or two loyalists that won't. Yeah. <laughs> Wol-
0: yeah. Um, Him and maybe Sanguineus.
1: The rules releases will keep on coming. And Connor over on competitive forty k on Facebook writes the the following: uh, Hey everybody, I'm writing a new story about Codex creep. Do you Games Workshop does it on purpose? <laughs> and if you do, why do you keep playing 40k? Bam, bam. Uh, do you Games Workshop do it on purpose?
2: <laughs> I don't even know it. <laughs> I, I want first. I want to know what news story that's what what paper that's going into or what uh, what website that's going on. Fox
3: News. I would like the following. New York Real Times. times
2: yeah. <laughs> see a uh, little brian seltzer with his shoulder tilt talking about the intentional leaks of gw uh but yeah i just i don't think they do it on purpose i think it probably pisses someone off and like i like to imagine like hateful emails going back and forth all the time and people getting called in the office and getting screamed at because potato pictures are reaching the internet so that's uh, I, that's what i
1: imagine in my head i would pay good money to read the internal email sent after the Angron picture is oh, yeah. released on the internet. For like sure. great money. It'd be like the Dude, most like, passive aggressive English politeness that you could ever imagine. They are
2: before. so they are so protective of their IP. And like just this is with personal experience. I went to one of the first US opens and they previewed an episode of Hammer and Bolt. Hadn't been aired on Warhammer Plus yet. So like they were like, nobody have your phones out. Nobody do this. Nobody do that. You know, and me who sits there and doesn't fucking listen to anybody because I just don't care anymore. You know, I'm on my phone, like texting my wife, just, you know, talking to her, having a good time, eating my pizza. And uh they come up to me afterwards and they're like, hey, you were on your phone during Hammer and Vulture. You weren't taking pictures or anything, were you? I'm like, no. And I, I wound up like showing them my phone just to show them that like I wasn't recording the, the episode to show anything and leak it on the internet. You know, and I uh, I do not think. They do it intentionally, and uh, I think they are pretty tight about that stuff hitting the release date when they want it out. And uh, if it misses that, you know, I'm sure someone's getting yelled at. So I, uh, I, I just, like you said, I, Matt, I wish I could hear that conversation or read yeah. the email because I'm sure it's
1: not nice. Danny, uh, how do you think the GW employee was flown from the UK over to the U.S. to help out with the U.S. Open's feels? when his assigned job is to watch people to see if they're on their phones during a presentation.
0: Well, John, um, you know, I think, uh, when you get hired for a position like that, that's part of the things that they describe to you. Oh, um, other duties so he is required. Has, yeah. Yeah. No. So he probably has a lot of training in how to spot delinquent phone use. I mean, those are the kinds of people that they're hiring. Um, that's a skill that really translates well into Games Workshop's portfolio um, and their IP protection. So, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Bam, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I- I'm surprised they didn't make you hand over your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, all we can imagine is that even now,
1: uh, when Batman <laughs> talking about the, the, the episode that he got to watch at the U.S. Open, um, GW messing with his internet continually so he can't leak the information of that episode mm-hmm. that's been out for a year. Uh, they don't mess around, guys.
2: No. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys know now, if uh, if you ever get my phone, one, if I'm an accident, like, destroy it, break it in half. Two, don't slip, swipe left or right on the picture. Don't. You know, three, just probably throw in the water somewhere.
1: Yeah, some of okay. you may know Bam Bam by his second name, the yeah. uh, But <laughs> Danny, oh my. Oh. Danny, can you define, uh, maybe for the listener or, or viewer who doesn't quite know, what is Codex?
0: Oh, okay. So, Codex Creep is, is a colloquial term that's used to describe the imbalance that seems to perpetuate in games' work throughout the years, as more and more codexes is released, they seem more and more powerful, however
1: Oh my gosh, I love it GW got to Danny too, there's no such thing as codex creep, please don't cancel us, holy cow uh, I think what my co-host was trying to say, codex creep is uh, when the, the codexes just get more and more powerful as they go along, so say for example, if you're a poor Death Guard player Bought into that army when it came out, thinking it looked cool. All of a sudden, uh, uh, like Necrons look really good now. Oh, wow. Um, we're yeah. going to see you guys here. Bam, bam. Is it less satisfying to play against increasingly more powerful armies? I know you, with your Space Wolves, kind of have a, a good view on that.
2: I was just talking to somebody about this, and I really do. You know, you play some of them books, they just feel dated. You know, the, the data sheets now have so much stuff baked in you know there's army-wide abilities that are baked into stuff and and, and a lot of things mm-hmm. happen you know just by basis of the book and the older books just don't kind of have that you know and and the early ninth edition books don't feel like they're a part of ninth edition in a lot of ways you know it's mm-hmm. like you look at the amount of ap and a sp- in the space ring book versus the amount of ap that's in the chaos space Marine book that just came out you know which are supposed to be like you know the dark sides of the mirrors to each other and they just don't match up you know they're just one has a lot more and the other does not have that you know mm-hmm. and and it was going to earlier when you talked about uh nephilim you know there are people out there that are like you know well you know i want to do away with strats and cp anyway so good You know the problem becomes that like some of those older books the only way to keep them in the hunt or keep them doing the thing is the is the fact that they have access to strategy and and when you limit their access to strategies you limit their access to cp you know i really don't think you're doing them older books any kind of a favor and and it really it feels that's why i think i've you know i talked about earlier about cracking the code with space wolves it's like i just don't feel like i have enough cp to do the things that i was doing before to win those space wolves and I'm trying to do it with just the data sheets or just the army build now. And uh it doesn't seem like there's as many options as some of these other newer books have. So Yeah. Danny,
3: is that something that a you long agree way, But I hope
2: it answered your question. No, that's
1: yeah. fair. Cool,
0: Danny, is that something Sorry, you agree Was Sorry,
1: John, what was your there? question? Was that
0: something oh, you yeah, no, I agree Danny? with that. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, awesome. so, so, such a spicy opinion I had. Bam Bam was just, like, I got to leave. Uh, I'm sick of this shit. Um dude, I don't know what's going on with the internet tonight. That's on me, man. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's it's what's great. If if you're if you're watching live or if you're missing out, you could have been in chat uh seeing our producer type, oh no, we're basically down to John, which fills me with with great pride. <laughs> or an internet tier list, uh, Alaska versus Kansas internet, or even better, our viewers letting
0: us know that our worst episode, our tier list, didn't have a
1: single cutout.
0: Uh which is like- so like uh Nergal Matthew makes a really good point in our chat here, right? Like if we had 12 campaign points, CSM would be unbelievably good because the characters that they can build out of that book are crazy. Uh and like and the strats they have are very powerful, so uh I think it would be even more alpha strikey than it's been. Uh I'm kind of hoping that the lack of CP puts somewhat of a damper on that, but Ben makes a great point and it's absolutely true. Uh, that, you know, these books that don't have so much quite baked into their data sheets suffer um, when they relied on command points to really make data sheets pop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Guys, these next set of rumors are coming in from a burner account, so you know they got to be spicy. Uh, Let's talk marine rumors uh, that we had coming out a couple weeks ago here. We have a Space Marine 2.0 codex coming in 2023. Uh, with Jump Assault and a Shadow Spear style release with World Eaters. Uh, and then further down the line, Primaris Terminator is coming out. Um, guys, uh, we all assume there's a Marine Codex coming soon. And after the Space Marine 2 video game trailer, we assume there's Primaris uh, Jump Marines coming soon. Guys, starting here with Bamba, what are your thoughts on these new uh, rumored units for Space Marines?
2: Man, I saw uh, a new Dante skull. And I was like, "That dude just wants to die," and and we're not going to let it happen. So <laughs> it's like, he's like, "Seguidus, could I please die?" And He's like, "No, man, I need more work out of you." So uh, <laughs> that's that's going to continue. So it's time to make the donuts. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. I I do think that there's. I've heard rumblings from some other sources that there's a a space rings book in the works. So you know, that's the one thing I know to be true is that there's at least. That's, that's probably coming around soon. I, I'm not sure. I mean, it'd be cool if we did get Jump Pack Primaris. Um, it'd be cool if we got some Primaris with some weapons options, you know, in that regard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, I, 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 for one, would look forward to it. And I hope the rumors are true. I mean, they all seem pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jojo Mojo uh, on, on Twitch letting us know that these rumors might be fake. Uh, but that, that's okay until I see a very blurry picture. To believe that they're real. Uh Danny, if rumors are true and we do have these jump marines coming and we do have these terminators coming, are you Mm -hmm. sad to see firstborn marines kind of die and disappear? Absolutely not.
3: (laughs) (laughs) why is that?
0: Because I mean they're they're outmoded. Like it's time to move on from the models. You can't like like I'm sorry that you may not be able to use your Rogue Trader Marines anymore, but like uh in order for their not to for the for the loyalist marine book not to have like 10 million data sheets uh like i think it's time to like cut the umbilical or at least make them a separate army or something like i'm ready for it bam bam are you ready to
1: say goodbye to the the baby marines
0: i'm sorry the true scale marine
2: oh i am i i think even now like they just look dated you know you look at the new primary stuff and it does look good you know, I wish the rules match the aesthetic of the new models. And, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, is like a lot of the reasons that like I play some of the, you know, the true scale Marines is because I can get better loadouts or I can do things with them that I can't do with the primaries because they're just extremely limited. So to like see them, you know, flush out the range in a way that we're like, I can have jump pack troops or I can maybe, you know, have terminators with different loadouts. You know, I'd
1: probably move completely away from them if I had enough good options. Yeah, I'm producer Val jumping right in where I was going to jump into here. We have, so they give Primaris jump backs, but take away the packs from Chaos characters coming in chat. chat. Um, of course, now that you have a good book, a GW has to build in some future wines. Continue to be the, yes, the proper yeah. Chaos player that you've learned to be. Um, apparently, new Blood Angels... Chaos is the, the, the army of the people who hate their dad.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: God, I, I have some chaos model. Yes. Um, do you hate yes. your dad? <laughs> new Blood Angels. Uh, my relationship with my dad isn't great. Let's talk about the the, the possibility exactly. of what seems yeah. like a little range refresh. For them. Um, what do you guys feel about the rumors? The the Blood Angels and Dark Angels are probably going to be uh, front and center uh, from the new Marine guys. Hell yeah. It's. I, I'm down with it. I
2: mean, uh, ultramarines are for guys who think the missionary position is spicy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: you mean the the edge <laughs> blood drinking people who occasionally see a giant tank as horus heresy? Um, are like the missionary sex people? No,
2: no, no. I said the ultramarines. Like I'm tired of oh, ultramarines so. always leading these things. Whew. So it's like. Yeah. Blades I mean,
3: like the, the hot topic army, yeah, right. The hot topic, I love it.
1: <laughs> um, Tyranids, apparently, too. Uh, which this one sounds like bullshit. Uh, pardon my my shitty French, um, but a macro effect, uh, which That's is a bigger French. meteor Carnifex. Which the name sounds so false that it could only be something made up to actually be a unit. Uh Danny, w- uh, ba, what do you guys think of the idea of just a bigger Carnifex? Is that where we're at with imagination now? I don't know, man. That name sounds like a hygiene product.
0: <laughs> John, have you been to the movie theater in the last like 10 fucking years? Like, dude, haven't you seen like they're not making new things? They're just rebranding old stuff yeah. and like slapping a label on it and it's new. That's the, that's the state of creativity. <laughs> well, so now it's going to be like Carnifex Plus. Yeah, <laughs> you have to subscribe every month, but you get a new weapon option. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Um, are you guys surprised uh, that the and this is the last we'll really touch in this rumor here? But the idea that the rumor is coming for a Tyranid Blood Angel starter box, or are we going to just be stuck on Desolation of Battle for the next fifty? 50-
3: And
2: I, I don't mind it. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I do like the blood. I'm not a Blood Angels player, but I do like the Blood Angels lore. And so, like me personally, I don't mind. it. But I would like to see something flush out. And some of the box sets they put out, you know, they the stories have been pretty cool behind them. Like to see the LR and the Chaos Space Marine box set, I thought was pretty dope. The Eldritch Omens, and yeah. uh, I'd like to see him keep going along that path of like putting together new stuff. And like you said, you know, ball has been done a thousand times, Nids versus Blood Angels has been explored pretty in-depth, you know, over a few editions now. So we could, we could probably move on a little bit.
1: I think, like, the only thing that makes me think that this really? isn't true, Danny, is that we went from a storyline place where all of the Blood Angels and the successors came together to defend Baal, and they were about to lose to Tyranids, and then, boom, the galaxy split open, and the Tyranids just sort of went away. Uh, now we're really going to rehash, but then they showed up again, and stuff happened. Um, do you think this is like an honest, uh good box set for a new edition?
0: I mean, yeah, sure. I like. Look, I it's it's fine. It doesn't matter, it, John. It doesn't matter what the new box set is. Like, it's it's going to be a new box set. It's going to have a bunch of models that anybody can use, and people are going to like it. So, if they're blood angels and the story is blood angels they don't have to be blood angels yeah i guess they're like if they're if they're going to release a new starter box right like they're Mm -hmm. not going to release something that has models in it that you can't use if you if you don't play that faction and they're almost certainly not going to release blood angels specific models in a box like that i feel maybe i'm wrong but that feels that feels like that feels like the way to go to, to if quote, it's a new starter box. If, to if, quote
1: uh, from several weeks ago, uh, great creative daddy, uh, Val Heffelfinger, doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't. You're going to buy it Perfect. anyway. Doesn't matter. Like I tried to ask him one week where, where your internet kind of crapped out. I tried to ask him about Nephilim and what he thought about that. That was his answer. <laughs> Nothing matters. Buy it anyway. Play the game. Doesn't matter. Fine. Stopped. Um <laughs> Moving on, Danny, several weeks ago, you had some notes on some hobby ideas I had uh, that we can see in this slide here, uh, where you said, see here, let's move on a little bit there. Next slide. Uh, John, can you please explain what you mean by this vibe? What happened here?
0: Well, John, without any kind of context, I think it's really important that we uh that we take a look. If you were to see the rest of the thread, I think it would put yeah. it into context in that nobody knew what John was talking about. He randomly just posted this picture of these bodybuilding gentlemen. And uh we weren't no one was really sure what John was yeah. talking about. Why are there dudes, buff dudes, and Speedos? What does this have to do with the hobby? These are questions, these are hard-hitting questions that people want the answers to. I love-
1: random, great, job On flocked though. In, in this instance, uh, so I posted something, and someone asked me about a paint job or mm-hmm. something like that. And I was like, "This is the vibe I want to go for." And I just posted a picture of two bodybuilders posing. I don't even remember what model it was that I was trying to to paint or mose or do whatever. Pretty sure it was a chaos night. Probably chaos night. That's fair. <laughs> that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, but yeah, it's like that. That's the vibe I was going go for. Um, Deciding on a color scheme for your army, though, is difficult, but sometimes you nail it like this.
3: Then he just leaves. Oh, my God. Yeah, he bounced on us. Oh. And he's back.
1: Oh, thank Christ. It was was my turn to drop out, guys. Uh, But this guy right here, this armager, uh, which was coming in a beautiful color scheme uh, of the soda cup from the 90s, which is just
0: <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, that that hits you right in the feels there. Bam. Dude, I went to the gym to watch some JV basketball, and I got a soda in that cup, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> pretty amazing.
1: Uh, Bam, what's the wildest color scheme you've ever seen on an Army?
2: Oh man. Uh
1: there was a guy who
2: was playing Harlequins who had one of our buddies commission paint it for him. And I guess he wanted like this forest scheme for it. And uh it was just like to me like everybody kept going on about how great it looked. But to me it looked like they just took a bunch of fucking flock and like stuck it everywhere. So it's like you got these these Harlequin models with like fucking trees stuck to the hood. You know, it was how it looked like to me and yeah, this whole story about how like they were in the woods or whatever and i'm like yeah it looks like you just glued flock to the hood. but apparently isn't he lied,
1: it so. the hardest thing when someone's telling you the backstory of their army and all of the detail and everything that went into making it and you're like oh, crap <laughs> yeah uh-huh. so, but i don't
2: do it in quiet i'll just say it loud i'm gonna say it in my <laughs> outside voice because
1: it's Danny, that's who you has want. there ever been a, yeah. a meme's you've wanted to do to an army but you just haven't done
0: well john uh and take your point and answer your previous or your your question and answer a previous question instead Mm -hmm. um the worst army that i've ever seen uh is a guy who painted his knights to have all the monster logo on the monster logos on the top of them and while technically very well yeah i'm pretty sure he painted one in like super straight colors too so you know this guy's like a super winner right and Yeah, anyway, that was why, the worst army
1: I ever saw. Why hasn't someone started a knight's army painted like all of the different monster trucks? So, like a gravedigger knight, oh uh, whatever the rest of the ones are called. I don't even know.
0: John, your knights are barely purple, dude. <laughs> They're very purple. I'm not repainting any <laughs> war dogs. Please. No. Um Danny, you
1: already sort of answered this, but but bam what is the greatest meme scheme you could pin an army in?
2: and greatest meme scheme
3: oh man you're gonna i'd have to dive deep on that one but i've seen like some i don't
2: know you know that everybody does the usa thing at one point in time so that might be a bit overdone like I've, I've seen America orcs a couple times,
1: thought they looked cool. Just
0: an America Necrons.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw. Oh, remember yeah. uh, America uh, Raven? Oh yeah, I remember that too.
2: Yeah. Or when the guys like when the guys think they're they're being Edge because they do like the My Little Pony army. You know, that's, oh yeah. that's one that oh. I've seen. Like or like, Hello Kitty. Yeah, it's
1: like oh you're such an Edge Lord Edge Lord dude. Good job. <laughs> When you're like, oh, you think it's like, yeah, it's a joke. And I'm like, yeah, I can see it because you did Pony Puff. And you're like, that's Rainbow Sparkles! <laughs> but it's a joke. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> Just go home it's and see your burn. snake yet, Lord.
1: We wow. have uh, some people coming here with uh, the Super Mario uh, which is, I think, a wonderful thing. Uh, people letting me know names of monster trucks. Helpful. Uh, an Iron Man scheme, which is always popular for Marines. And then uh, Ultras painted as actual... Sp- which I think is my least favorite meme scheme, but that's okay. Yeah, um, we are proud. It's two hobbies. terrible things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Players. Hey, uh, Danny, real quick. <laughs> Can I ask Danny a question, real quick? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Danny, since you know a lot about furries, uh, were bronies a oh, thing great. before furries or after?
0: Oh no, Force I think that they came much afterwards.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Historically awesome. speaking, awesome. as as a furry historian. I,
1: uh, <laughs> historian, <laughs> I think is the term.
0: Historian, if you will. Yeah, I uh, like this comment. This is my favorite comment. The biggest joke army I've ever seen painted was this guy <laughs> who did purple and gold knights.
1: Don't know what you're talking is- about. That's a great comment. <laughs> Thanks for watching live, Josh. Um, guys, we're proud hobbyists who love mostly our game. But sometimes guests to our home can be surprised, uh, which we, I pull Layla Simpson in here, which be like, please don't, you know, tell anyone how I live surrounded by tiny boxes. Uh, bam, bam, what's the strangest reaction you've got from friends and family about kind of the Warhammer stuff in your home? Do
2: you
1: I do realize I, I'm asking you this as you have a giant leg lamp in your background.
2: Yeah. So, luckily, I have a wife who is the nicest person in the world. And, uh, like, you walk into my, my front room, and there's a big glass display case just full of Space Wolves. There's, like, a full-size Space wolf's head on the top of it. And then we had Wedding Toppers that was a Space Wolf and the Sister of Battle. And uh, they're up on top of it. And, dude, I'm like the executioner on Thor when people walk in. I'm like, behold my things. You know, it's like <laughs> I just, just let it fly, man. They can judge if they want to. Uh, but I have grown kids, and uh, my grown kids uh, absolutely roast me. Consistently being
1: a nerd, so it's uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, as someone who has a 17 year old, I understand that. Yeah, uh, so... Danny, what's the best reaction someone who knows nothing about the hobbies given you for, our, for your Warhammer thing?
0: Oh, um, I had one person ask me if I had if I painted He Man. <laughs> <laughs> you say just the loincloth <laughs> yeah no yeah. <laughs> otherwise just flesh color just the just the loincloth and the boots yeah <laughs> primaris
1: that um guys yeah. has there ever been and this is to both of you here a model or army that you've been too embarrassed to explain to people Base wolves don't count <laughs>
2: too
3: embarrassed to explain no i don't to explain to.
1: that <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think sisters of battle is a little awkward because, uh, there's, there's definitely a, a I think you could cla- you could probably classify most sisters of battles players into like three categories. And, uh, there's definitely a trope in there that you could, you could hit. So it was, uh, that's an army I kind of keep in the closet.
0: What are the three categories of sisters players? I'm not oh, getting into yeah. that
2: on the show we're
0: getting <laughs> okay okay For that you have to check out
1: part two that's behind yes the
0: uh-huh. my perfectly glazed sisters of battle army got it
1: <laughs> oh god two more slides guys fine uh hey guys we we read spiky bits so you don't have to and we see that oh. in this slide here Games Workshop canceled another artist who flew too close to the sun. Uh, Guys, I already assume that you haven't read this because you're sensible people. But asking you up ahead, what did this artist do?
0: Oh, dude, who knows what? That's a real article.
1: That is a real article. Uh, I need more context. I don't know, John false no you don't get more context this is what spiky bits gives you to hook you into the click um
2: yeah spiky bits gave my phone aids like in 2014 and i never went back
1: so. <laughs> fair well guys uh this artist in question was actually selling an stl uh, which is like a 3d printing file um of this model here uh which uh, for the benefits of those watching, I put it beside a GW science Destroyer for maximum comparison. Uh, if you can't tell the difference, that's because they're pretty much identical, just one is blue. Uh, guys, was this a fair takedown? Uh, was that okay for GW to be like, yeah, no, you can't uh,
2: Yes. So there's...
1: <laughs> yeah, I think
2: <laughs> it's fair. But I, but also in the grand scheme of things, you know, I know where a lot of stuff that when I started playing Games Workshop products, I started playing Warhammer. The the universe was not as fleshed out as it is now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's it's funny to kind of get to the point where a universe that's kind of this amalgamation of a uh, of everything, like from Lord of the Rings in space to Starship Troopers to Dune you know, to now be saying like, no, you can't do that. When a lot of their IP, you know, you could probably source it back to something else at some point in time, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it it does kind of seem hypocritical, but I do think like when you get into actual, like model design and specifics of a model, like you look there, you know, on that Goss Blaster, there was wires in the same configuration. There was a bayonet in the same configuration. You know, you're, you're getting a little too close to what, you know, was actually designed there by some artist. So, it, it's a fair take. Yeah. It's,
1: um, uh, uh, it is. Guys, it. how should Games Workshop respond to what is the growing hobby of 3D printing? Oh. Stop oh, acting man. like it's the 90 and adapt their business model. Cool. So, I got an answer from Bam. Danny, I got a incredulous, <laughs> please don't ask me this. Yeah, no.
0: Because there's what, are you asking me to solve the miniature industry problem in like 10 minutes? About that's 90 seconds to two minutes. And for the next decade? Thanks. I refuse. I that's won't do fair. it. Well, then
1: let's move on to our very last slide. That's enough seriousness just now. Uh, we have Citadel Color refreshed their range with new contrast paints and reformulated shades. Sharing this article, Caution! Seven Side Effects of Painting Your Miniature. Uh, guys. What are those side effects?
3: Well,
2: my, mine is my pocketbook because I had to buy a new paint rack for my shop. So,
0: <laughs> dang it, John! Oh so, yeah, are you familiar uh, with all your testicular torsion? May lead to
1: increase sales for BAM, uh, Daddy. What do you got?
0: Are you familiar with the concept of testicular torsion?
1: <laughs> no, please explain it to me.
0: John, this is where the testicles actually twist up uh internally and it can be extremely painful and lead to uh a necrosis of the testes.
1: Yeah, fantastic. That, love that there Well, no, I guess. The number one side effect of not painting your miniatures is you get to have internet provided by the state of Kansas or Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Bam, uh, um, thank you so much for coming on. Go ahead, plug your stuff, let people know where to find you. Anytime, guys. I appreciate
2: being on tonight. Val, thanks for having me too. Uh, Flying MonkeyCon, www.flyingmonkeycon.com uh, September 23rd 25th here in wichita kansas uh it's a major i probably have a hundred some folks this year uh six rounder good event we have a lot of fun every year and uh i've been on a hiatus or a break but uh fly monkeys war gaming is the podcast so you can get it about anywhere you get it itunes uh spotify google uh that's the the regular podcast i do it will be coming back here probably in a week or two but uh, i've just been taking a break and living the dreams appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Uh, oh man thanks
1: for coming
0: on
1: yeah anytime guys what an amazing show and i cannot wait until next week we bring on an extra special guest along for the ride and to prove the quality of the internet up here maybe i'll stream from a random location so if you're at an alaskan mcdonald's guys i won't be joking anymore (laughs) i might literally be beside the play area or in it. who knows (laughs) um we'll be back next monday Uh, Thanks to everyone here. Thanks to our live crew for showing up. If you don't watch us every uh, Monday live at 10 p.m. East Coast time, you're probably a sensible person. My name's John. It's been pretty grim after...